Hello everyone, welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum, where you will hear about car news, car culture, and car talks. Here's your host, Cody Wagner. Hello everyone, welcome to another week of Cody's Car Conundrum. It's December, and we still don't have any snow. Don't know why. I mean, it's supposed to be cold. It's supposed to be cold, and it's cloudy outside, even though apparently it's just as hot as yesterday. I don't, be- I don't believe the weather people. Not, not on this occasion. And we have a recurring guest back. Is that your name? Dr. Taffy. My mom, basically. You know you're desperate when you have to have your mom on the podcast. <laughs> hey, that's not nice. <laughs> Alrighty, so what are we talking about this week? I'm asking you. <laughs> we are talking about health insurance. You mean uninsurance, because they, they don't insure anything. No, no, no. The only thing that they insure is that you're going to pay out of pocket. Yes, they're going to make sure you pay out of pocket. Basically, they scam you. You probably knew that already, but for those who didn't, welcome to a rude awakening. So, apparently the enrollment period closes in 12 days. From now, which is the 3rd, and hopefully this podcast goes out the same day. Yes, the enrollment period ends on December 15th for most states. Now, Colorado, it ends in January, New York, and I believe California, and there's a couple other states that it ends in January. And that's because they have their own marketplace. So they don't go through healthcare.gov, they actually have their own marketplace. So, for example, Colorado is called Connect for Health Colorado. Yeah. California is called Covered California. Uh, well, that's because somebody just asked me the other day, and it's so close to Connect you know, Colorado yeah. that I was going, wait a minute, wait a minute. So, but Covered California is also ending in January. Wait, so you have CC and CC. Yeah. And I'm CCC. Actually, recently I found out there's a security company called CCC, and I'm like, gosh, just, I thought I thought I was the only one to have that. I thought I thought I was being original. <laughs> I thought I was being, but apparently I'm like, how many names are already taken? I mean, it's kind of their fault for being a no-name security company, but... Well, but how long have they been in business? Don't know. See, because they could have been there before you, and you just they didn't know. They probably were. <laughs> like, they're not like ADT, so that's not my fault. They're, they're, not, they're not like a... What is it called? A house name or a... Yeah. Household name? Yeah, household name. They're not that, so not my fault on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so apparently, so closes in 12 days. It's not... It's not going to close in 12 days for every state. Colorado, New York, California are going to be the uh, the exceptions. Everyone else is just the redheaded stepchild that had to close in 12 days. <laughs> yes, and so what's happening now is more people are going to be scrambling because yeah. they didn't go in November. Mm-hmm. Now, here's here's why they're scrambling. Because before, the enrollment period was from November 1 of the current year yeah. to the end of January of the following year. So people are used to having 90 days, whereas this time now they only have six weeks. Yeah, oh. It's that big of a difference, yes. And so that's why people are now going to be really scrambling going, oh, I must get insurance, I must get insurance. But they're not advertising it as much because the administration cut the budget. Oh, but yeah, right. Right? right? Yeah. Remember I was telling you guys that? Yeah. They cut the budget. So, but in California, California, those guys out there spent their own money to hmm. advertise them. So they've been advertising heavy out there in California. But in other states, it's not the same thing. Hmm. So they're saying that the enrollment period was slowed down from the very beginning. Ah, uh, that's, that's a shame. And uh, just to explain something for those who are wondering why I'm not doing a Cars style episode this time is that car guys are people too and are struggling with the same thing as let's be honest here Hurricane Harvey with everyone with their cool car stuck in the garage will have immediately proved then Hurricane Irma everyone putting their cars on bricks and stuff and raising up in the jacks in their garage trying to keep keep the cars from being flooded absolutely and so you know I felt that we should address for the car industry yeah still what's happening with health insurance because like you're saying Car guys are people too, and the thing with health insurance is affecting everybody. 
over all categories, over all professions. Yeah. And so we need to address for your listeners. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about what's happening when you are a salesman. Yeah. Working for a car company, or if you're in management, because it's two different things yeah. when it comes to health insurance. Yeah, because the guys that sell you the cars, they just get paid on commission. That's right. Which means more often than not, they are they could be part time or full time, but not have benefits. Oh, yeah. And so when you're that person, then that means you have to go to the exchange and get your own health insurance, mm-hmm. which means you need to know what plans are offered in your state. But every single state and city is different Yeah. because the insurance companies who are participating have to apply mm-hmm. to participate on the exchange. Yeah. And then they have to submit rates mm-hmm. that they are going to charge for their insurance. And so for the salesperson who goes through the exchange, what they're going to be looking at is they're going to put in their name, their date of birth, address, how many in household, their address, mm-hmm. what their income is, and then the exchange is going to kick out and say, okay, these are the plans that you qualify for. Yeah. So it can either be platinum plan, which is 90-10, 90% covered by the insurance company, 2% falls back on you, but that's only after you pay that deductible. I'd have to wonder, too, what what's the 90% that they do cover and the 10% that they don't? Is that the really expensive stuff? Well, the 90-10 is like a top plan. It's, oh, a, okay. it's a platinum plan, so it's like the best. That means you only have 10% out of your pocket. Mm. Now, then you have 80-20, which it's is the gold, gold plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then 70-30, which is silver. the silver. And 60-40. Which is bronze. Which is bronze. Mm. And most people are going for bronze. Now, here's what's interesting. This this time around, because right in the beginning of October, President Trump said, we're not paying the cost sharing subsidy no more. The government. <laughs> and so people are like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Well, the insurance companies still had to provide the cost-sharing subsidy to individuals. But what they did for the new enrollment period is most of the companies said, we're only going to apply the cost-sharing subsidy to the silver plan. Oh, good grief. So they had already marked up all of the other plans by a certain increase, mm-hmm. but they said, we'll give you the cost-sharing subsidy on the silver plan, which still is going to cost you. But it's almost like you're paying for your own discount. Yeah. Is what they're saying. I mean, people can hardly afford bronze as it is, right? Bronze is the lowest, though. Yeah, but that's still... Oh, yeah. Highly they all still so, so how do they expect people... Because they turned up the rates for all of them. Mm-hmm. And silver is already more expensive than bronze, right. which is now more expensive than the silver the year prior. Right. So they really can't afford it now. Right. So either way, people are just done for. People are... Well, in several in several ways, unless they're the ones who... Because in some states, they have, to, they have to think where they're doing a zero premium right now. Oh, yeah. Okay, so let me address that, okay? Because yeah. if, if, if your listeners are going, oh, yeah, i got a plan as a zero premium. Hold oh, your horses. See, yes. They, they, Don't take things at face value. It's that, not as good as it seems. That's right. Nothing is free. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and so zero premium means you're going to have a huge deductible. Yeah. And you have to pay that deductible. So until you have paid that deductible, you are paying for everything 100% out of pocket. That's exactly what that means. Ooh, yeah. If not it worth didn't the zero have, premium. And if it didn't have a zero premium, that still means that whatever that deductible is, you're paying for that in full first before you don't have to come out of pocket 10, 20, 30, 40%. So is that whole zero premium thing just a way to entice people that their plan is good? Just a, a manipulation of trying to get them to understand that, oh, hey, things aren't as bad as it actually is. I would say misleading. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Because they're going to look at it and go, oh, yeah, not the board health insurance. Because I nope. had somebody call me with that. Uh. And I said, do you know? Until something happens, you're still paying 100% of the pocket. I said, see, no. Zero premium doesn't mean squat. <laughs> it, it doesn't mean anything. And so, but when the, so when these sales guys go to the exchange and they kick out these plans, mm-hmm. so they need to look at, number one, if they can see it, 
who are the providers in there, you know, that in take there. these plans? Yeah. Then what hospitals take these plans? If they've been going to a doctor before, they need to call their doctor and say, what plans are you accepting? Yeah. When it comes to insurance before they sign up. Yeah. Same thing. What hospitals in their area are saying, we will take these plans. Mm -hmm. And then really look at how much did they pay out of pocket the year before if they went to the doctor. Mm -hmm. So those those three things are what I four are the things I would look at first. I would strongly recommend before signing on to one of these plans. So could you explain what just happened with the tax with the Senate tax reform and individual man mandate? Oh yes, my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so the Senate GOP for the last now up until and this was Friday night, they were having a debate for like four days about the tax reform bill. Mm -hmm. And they were going back and forth, you know, Dems, the Republicans, you know, this is what they wanted, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So, lo and behold, Friday evening, and I don't know what time, but they came out with new changes to the Senate GOP tax bill, and it was 476 pages. Yeah. And they were going to vote that night. So, so, how do you give people enough time to go through 430? You don't. And they did that on purpose, okay? They didn't. And so, the bottom line of it was that when the vote happened, and I was awake, it was one it started at 1.40 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Saturday morning. So it was 11 here. It was right. 11 something here. It was 11.40. Okay. And so when they finished, it was like 1.56, 1.59. Mm. And the Republicans got the vote. So 51% agreed to the tax reform bill mm. and 49% of the damn So, it, so they, it, it passed. Yeah. Now, here was what was in there. So the GOP added only a few weeks ago that they wanted to repeal the individual mandate, which is Obamacare, for those who know Obamacare versus individual mandate. So basically, and they still haven't repealed Obamacare yet, right? They hadn't, but in this bill, it they says they that, want to. They says that it says that we will repeal, and it's effective as of after December 31, 2018. So it was approved in the Senate GOP bill, but that's not the end of it. Yeah, because they still still got to get it to the House. The House and the Senate have to come together. The House had a different bill, which was approved. Now the Senate has a bill that's, that's approved. Now they have to come together and form an agreement and have one mm -mm. that they can, that the two the GOP can that agree, they agree on for with. both. <laughs> and then if they if it passes that next stage, then it goes right to the president's desk. But here's what happens. So because it was repeal, which they've been trying to do all year long. Yeah. And most people know it was repealed, but what they didn't tell them was it's not effective until after December 31, 2018. So that's next year, 2018. There will be people who, since they can't afford health insurance, they just not going to do it anyway, but there will be people who would pull out who may have had insurance because now they can't be penalized hmm. for not having health insurance. I don't think it should have been penalized in the first place because it's too expensive. Yeah. How are you going to punish me for something I can't afford and then I probably can't afford the punishment payment either. Even though that is, with all, you know, in fairness, is more affordable than it's the more, insurance plans itself. It's more themselves. affordable, and more people have been paying it. Yeah. In Maine, Texas, Alaska, and Florida, more people have been paying the penalty because it's more affordable. Yeah. And it's expensive. But... This, well, the penalty is this. So the penalty is $695 per adult, mm -hmm. $347.50 per child, 2.5% of your income, or $2,085 for a family of four. When you're looking at premiums that are over $1,000 a month, one time of $2,085 is awesome. nothing. Yeah. Is absolutely nothing. I'd rather pay that much one time a year at the end rather than having to pay the, the deductible or whatever every single month because that's just completely unaffordable. So they're paying a premium every month and then they're okay. still on the hook for that deductible first. Yeah. And so it's putting people in financial strain and stress and they're having to decide, do I pay my mortgage or do I pay this premium? Do I buy groceries or do I pay this premium? Mm -hmm. And you have people who are on limited income 
and they can't do it because you have people who are being affected by this that are elderly who retired early before they can get Medicare. Yeah. So they retired before they hit 65 mm. and they can't, you know, they're like, I can't afford this. Yeah. And so then you have people who change jobs and they're on COBRA for a period of time and they're like, gosh, COBRA is so expensive. And then they still look at this and they're like, I'm going to go without. Yeah. So that's what's happening with the individual mandate. So what I'll be watching to see is what happens starting on Monday, because this thing starts back again on Monday, <laughs> with the House, because President Trump wants to put this plus in place before Christmas. That's not going to happen. <laughs> yes, it will. Oh, it will? Yes, it will. Because huh. everything that they're doing, they've already, they, they've thought this stuff out. And they are the ones who are in the controlling number. Ah. And this is why every time they vote, the only reason that repeal our place didn't happen the first time, let me share about this, because this happens with the, uh, this bill too. <laughs> they had three holdouts. Senator McCain, Senator Murkowski, and Senator Collins. I thought Bernie would have been the holdout too. No, well, no, these are Republicans. <laughs> oh, oh, see, I see, I see. see. When they go when they go to vote, they don't, they don't have to have no Democratic vote to, to get to win. Hmm. All they need is all the Republicans to vote. <coughs> Rick. In their, in their way. Well, you know, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, that's what it is. That's what the process is. All you got to do is have so they don't have, but they, all of them voted no, and they only have 40 minutes. That's what happens. See, so you got 51 who yeah. are who are Republicans, and they go, oh, we'll do this. So when we had the holdout before, it was those three Republicans who held out, and that's why repeal and replace didn't happen. So this time, a couple of weeks ago, they gave Senator Murkowski whatever it is she was asking for. Yeah. So she no longer was a holdout. Huh. Then a few days ago, it was Senator McCain. They gave oh, him whatever he wanted, so he came back in. The day of, on Friday, mm-hmm. Senator Rakowski got one of her things, like that morning she had got it, and then, but she still was kind of like, uh, I'm yeah. not sure, you know, blah, blah. When I watched them vote, the three of them were no longer holdouts. All of them were yes. They had two other people who were holdouts, but they were not strong holdouts, and only one of them was a hold, you know, uh, but it didn't matter. They I see. Yeah, the their votes didn't count as much as the others. That's right, because they were never holdouts in the beginning. Yeah. These were the three who were the holdouts in the beginning all the way through. Yeah. And it was like, you know what, we know if we got them, we got it. Yeah. Because you're the one, look, you're the ones don't matter. Right, it's that child <laughs> of the whole GOP. Yes. Yeah. And so that's what happened. And and I was like, oh my gosh, this thing, And I, but I knew it. I knew it, I knew it because they kept putting out early news that um, Senator uh, McConnell, Mitch McConnell, who was the majority, mm-hmm. uh, the speaker, he kept saying that we had the votes, we had the votes. That's what he said all day Friday morning. And I was mm-hmm. like, they got the votes. Oh dear. Because you know what? They wouldn't go through every time they knew they didn't have the votes. They stopped it. They wouldn't even go through the process because huh. they were like, oh, no, we don't want to be shamed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it makes us look bad. We don't want to be vote shamed. <laughs> and they did. Both times before when they didn't have, especially in September, oh, man, his head was held so low. He was like, well, we know we don't have it. I guess we're going to have to go back. You know, oh, blah, blah. And it was it was so painful because it, it was like, wow, he was really hurting. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, please. <laughs> Because they thought they were real close in September. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, no. Nah. Good try. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, we need to take a break. Here's a word from our sponsors. We'll be back really soon. Car books, car shows, car merchandise, car games, and even a car podcast. That's who I am. Do you realize when you're doing the things you love, it's not work? I'm Cody Wagner, host of Cody's Car Conundrum, and my passion is absolutely everything cars. My purpose in creating Cody's Car Conundrum is to be a resource for all things cars, from games to product development, product reviews, and even writing new automotive books and articles. With my mom's help, I've created a GoFundMe campaign to help me upgrade my computer equipment and Xbox and even my podcasting equipment, too. I also have created t-shirts and I'm looking to market those as well as my books. Visit my campaign at www.gofundme.com forward slash Cody's Car Conundrum. Help me show teenage entrepreneurs you can follow your passion 
and people will help you move to the next level. Thank you for any donation, big or small. Once again, go to www.gofundme.com forward slash Cody's Car Conundrum. Hello, we're back once again with Dr. Chapter Wagner talking about how messed up everything in the health insurance industry or healthcare, whatever, how messed up it is. So. It's health insurance. It's not to care. <laughs> it's health, not health. That's what it is because we're not going to take care of it. So uh, how does this affect management? All right. So people who are in the car industry that are in management, they don't have to go to the exchange because usually they get their insurance through the company. Mm -hmm. And so what they need to be looking at is when is their open enrollment period. Okay. And then when open enrollment comes, look at the new policy that they usually will say, you know, we had this company, but this year we still got the same company, but yeah. the policy has changed. Yeah. So what they want to look, look at is what is their out-of-pocket cost? What is the deductible for going to the ER? Mm -hmm. What is the deductible for the medications? What is it for dental? What is the provision? Those type of things. Yeah. They need to look at and do a comparison. Yeah. Because also when you're in management, their policy may be for the individual, then the family or the worker and children, not the spouse. Yeah. So all of those are different factors. And so they really need to look at what are those different policies. Because normally when you get insurance through your job, you can only make changes during open enrollment. Hmm. Same thing with cancellation. You can only cancel with open enrollment, oh. during open enrollment. Now, sometimes also, if you cancel a policy through a job, sometimes they make you prove that you have viable insurance somewhere else, <laughs> which is really weird because it's like, but you know what? If you're not paying for it, it shouldn't matter. Yeah. That's not the case, though. It just depends on what it is. Now, something that I also know that, let's say, for example, if you get insurance through your job, mm -hmm. you are the employee, but you can't add your spouse and kids. So the spouse would be able to go to the exchange and get insurance, but they would not be able to get a subsidy. Mm. And that is what is called as a family glitch. Mm. That's been out there since year one. People who are employed could get insurance, but they couldn't afford to add their wife and kids. And so the rule says they can't get a subsidy. They can get insurance, but they can't get a subsidy because you chose not to give it to them through your company. Wow. Yeah, that's harsh. And there's no exemption. There's no waiver for that. And the first year, it was two to four million families that fell into a family glitch. Oh, dear. And they stopped talking about it. They never told it anymore after the first year. But hmm. I know that there's still families that have fallen into that. So what what does the person who had insurance last year look for now? First of all, the person who had insurance last year needs to go back through the exchange and look at what are the new plans that's available. Do not let them automatically re-enroll you. Okay. Reason being is because it already is going to cost more <laughs> just to start because the rates skyrocketed. Yeah. So don't let them automatically re-enroll you. Granted, that pay, the payment wouldn't come out until the end of December to start in January, but that's when you're going to be really disappointed and go, oh, how did this go up that much? Yeah. Because you chose not to go back in. So go back into the exchange, find out if your policy is even still, if the doctor is still on there, who you had this current year. Because yeah. more than likely, you're getting less benefits Ew. this new year versus last year. You may not have even used it, and the price still went up. <laughs> okay? But they need to look for that. They need to look at, you know, who are the doctors that's in the network now. Yeah. Same thing. Doctors, hospitals. Mm -hmm. What does the prescription plan look like? Yeah. What are the numbers? Mm -hmm. You know, what are you paying out of pocket? Yeah. And so they still need to do that same thing. Mm -hmm. If you're somebody who was already, who had it, and you're like, oh, I like the policy I had. Oh, you're going to pay more for the same policy, more than likely. Yeah. And get less benefits. Wow. It's crazy, that, right? That's a scam. It's <laughs> a scam. <laughs> I mean, Jamie my Cam said that, that the whole self-health insurance thing it was a scam. <laughs> Xavier, it is a scam. 
And it is a scam, and we need help. <laughs> well, you know what? And it's not that it's a scam, but the thing about it is that's their business model. It's a business model. Which is for a scammy one at that. <laughs> you know, it's 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 not for the it's not, it doesn't benefit the customer. Yeah. You know that business model doesn't benefit the customer because the business model says we have people paying a premium whether they go to the doctor or not. You just pay that money out of pocket every month, no matter what. Then the next one says you have a deductible that you have to pay. The deductible, I believe, the cap this year is like fourteen thousand dollars for twenty eighteen. Really? Which is still unaffordable. Which is still unaffordable. But here's the thing about the deductible. If you don't pay that deductible that year, you start over the next year. Oh, God. With a new deductible. And is it even more because that's on Every year it goes up. Oh, God. Every year it has gone up. And so it's like, how do you go from, you know, this one number and you just skyrocket? Yeah. Yeah. Well, how how does the inflation of the dollar, how does that inflate the, the rates of the deductible that much? You know, the, do- the dollar is not worth five bucks right now. That's just not happening. Yeah, so it goes up and people are getting less income, you know, this kind of stuff. But insurance companies are getting their money <laughs> if, if you're getting insurance. Yeah, but then the agents are going to be dear. No. Well, here's what happens. There's some insurance companies that don't have to pay agents anymore. That stopped a while ago. So what, they got paid on commission? They were paid on commission. And so now they don't, they're, they're either just going straight through the insurance companies themselves. Huh. Without going through brokers, because yeah, because one lady even wrote me uh, recently. She said, "Well, I understand that we don't have, we, we can't even go through brokers here anymore." Yeah, they quit paying in several states. Huh. They wouldn't pay them at home. But oh, really? I wonder what brokers do now. Work at Pizza Hut. Well, you know what's <laughs> interesting is sometimes they were not just health insurance agents, but they were also life insurance. So they still. Oh, they have they, a backup. They have a backup. But so for those who don't. Oh, you know what? I, uh, I don't know. I mean, Lyft is always there for you. I mean, you, you <laughs> have a car, right? Lyft and Uber. No, not Uber. Not, I, I purposely left them out. <laughs> okay, fine. That, that. But, you know, you got Lyft, you got Amazon delivery, you have... Yeah. Yeah. So there, there, are, there is a lot of good backup companies out there. Yeah. And there's probably, if you, if you are a broker and you don't have backup, I'd imagine that there's other broker-style jobs in other industries you may be able to transfer some skills to. So don't, yeah. don't count out being a broker entirely. Try and look at being a broker in some other industry. Where, yeah. where that's a thing. Because that that right there, but every time I think about that, I was like, you know what, I'd jump and just go do yeah, I'd jump else. ship and then... I'm serious. Join the winning party. Cameron's <laughs> <laughs> know what I'm talking about. Oh, I'm losing? Join the other team. <laughs> like, I want to be able to watch you win. <laughs> yeah. I'm so guilty of that. <laughs> so if a person is self-employed in the car industry and can't afford health insurance like half of half the other people in the country, what are some of their options? All right, so first of all, when you cannot afford health insurance and you are looking for an alternative, the first rule says this, you know if you don't have insurance, you're going to pay a penalty. Yeah. So keep that in mind, but don't start looking at options talking about, I don't want to pay a penalty. Well, you already said you couldn't afford health insurance. And the penalty is more affordable. The penalty is so. more affordable. So put that on the back burner and say, okay, I've already prepared to pay the penalty. Now, what are my options that I can't afford that's not traditional insurance that's going to allow me to take care of my health. Yeah. So that's the first thing. So number two, there are companies, I don't know who they are, because before they couldn't do this, but there's companies out there selling catastrophic plans. Hmm. They couldn't sell catastrophic plans under the Affordable Care Act because they didn't meet the requirements of health insurance. But I know that um, Trump signed an executive order, and I believe it was in October, that said people could buy a skinny plan, which is a catastrophic plan, Okay. and it would be for a year. I don't know who's selling them, though. Do they have to keep rebuying? After each year, or? they only get to do it for a year. You don't get to keep going. Oh, oh. Yeah. See, and it was it, at first it was three months. That was it. Hmm. And so that's another option. 
I don't necessarily know that I would do that though. Yeah, because how do you how do you plan catastrophic like hurricane? Not to reference hurricanes too much, but Hurricane Harvey. The, you can't, you know, you can't plan that. Oh well, this is probably going to happen in like the next five. How do you? But that wasn't health insurance. That would be more of homeownership. Oh, that would be okay. more of that policy because that okay. there is some things in the homeowners policy uh, or the renters insurance uh, that would go along with that thing because you don't you can't plan that yeah. but you can plan and say. I'm going to have health and, you know, homeowner's insurance. Yeah. I'm going to have renter's insurance in case. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Considering how 27 has been and considering how 2018 seems to look like it's going, maybe maybe just getting the catastrophic insurance, not even planning anything, that'll probably work itself out. That'll probably pay for itself. Well, it does pay for itself because what happens to a catastrophic plan, plan is it's a very low premium. But oh, you okay. do have a high deductible. But you already know that going in. Yeah. Because that's what that's the rule of what catastrophic policies were. Yeah. Because before the Affordable Care came into place, they had catastrophic policies. So when Obamacare started, they said that these were junk policies and that people couldn't carry them anymore. Mm. So they should look at the people can they can look at a catastrophic policy. Then the next thing is they can look at what I, what I call discount plans. Okay. Okay. And so discount plans such as a plan. AmeriPlan is a discount plan that's not insurance, but it gives you discounts 20 to 80% on dental and medical services. Yeah. And so that's something that people should look at because it doesn't have deductibles. Yeah. It doesn't have waiting periods. And you're able to see a doc, no, a dentist, the doctor thing, you would be just talking to somebody over the phone. Yeah, telemedicine. Telemedicine. But you're able to, you know, see a dentist, take care of your teeth, you know, this kind of stuff, for a low amount out of pocket. Yeah. And people generally, that's not something that's in insurance because... They didn't make that mandatory yeah. for adults, so it's not in traditional insurance. Mm -hmm. They would be able to use a plan like a mirror plan. Now they can contact me about that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, tap it Wagner at Gmail, and I can talk to them more about that. But they have that. Then you have what's called health sharing ministries. Mm -hmm. Now health sharing ministries, and they have to be really, they have to really do their research. These are faith-based health sharing ministries. Those plans basically say because you're in a health sharing ministry, you can't be penalized. Because you have them. All right, so back to the health sharing ministry. What happens with the health sharing ministry is they're faith-based, and you have to fill out an application, and there's a lot to go through. Some and some health sharing ministries, their pastor has approved, has to, has to do something on their application. Mm -hmm. There's certain things that they cannot do, or you know, when it comes to like smoking and drinking, you know, it has its own criteria. Yeah. The thing about health sharing ministry too is it doesn't guarantee you that they're going to cover whatever that major incident is. Yeah. Now, they also, now this is the one time where you having a pre-existing condition could hurt you. <laughs> because see, with traditional insurance, they can't turn you down if you have a pre-existing condition. That's not the same thing for health sharing ministry. Oh, dear. So see, there's always loopholes, right? Yeah. Isn't that something? Yeah. So, and some of those are Christian Care MediShare, which is based out of Florida. Okay. There's another one named Samaritan Ministries. There's one called Liberty Share. So there's a couple of I think I've heard there. of Liberty Share. And see, Liberty Share, and I've, and I've worked with some of their members because they don't have any dental benefits. I have a send-on dental plan, so I work with some of their people. And I've talked with Samaritan Ministry, same thing. They don't have any dental benefits. Hmm. They're strictly for health. But you're paying for every, all things preventative, out of pocket. Oh, dear. That's what people need to understand when it comes to health share ministry. So there's options out there for people to take care of themselves when they can't afford health insurance. Now, another thing that people in the industry may want to know who are self-employed. Mm -hmm. Look at health fairs in your local area. Oh, yeah. Like the Denver Health Fair, the yes. Walmart ones. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the Sam's Club. Oh, so yeah, yeah. Both, but all of them have it. 
if they're extremely healthy and they're only going to the doctor once a year, then fine. Go to health to the health fair. Once a year. Once a year. And get all your tests done, get your results. Yeah. Keep on going. Yeah. That's a good alternative. I find it funny because out, out of all the stories that you've told us about the people, you know, turning down American Oh, because it's not insurance, I feel like there's a lot of, not to tie this into automotive, but certain words people have like a sort of connotation to. So if it's not, so if it's not insurance, they feel like it's not adequate enough. And what I wish people would understand is just because it's been done for like the last 50 years doesn't, doesn't mean that that's the right way to have been doing it for the last 50 years. I mean, politics are just as messed up as it was when, I don't know, Reagan was in office. Oh, but let me tell you, it's interesting you say it because they really were talking about how Reagan had everybody. He had people on both sides that really liked it. He really did. Okay. Now, what's interesting about you saying the word adequate. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about that. So it's not that people think AmeriPlan is adequate because we've got two million members right now, which is fantastic. Yeah. But when the Affordable Care Act started and it made everybody drop their mm-hmm. junk policies, as they called them, yeah. they, at that time, they said that the bronze plan was adequate. And adequate meant Good enough. Just barely good enough. Scraping and I was by. Like, how do you go from you thinking this is a junk policy to people getting an adequate policy? To me, it's the same thing. Yeah. And so when they when they started talking about repeal and replacing, they're like, oh, we need to get people in the risk pool. Mm-hmm. The first thing they said was, oh, well, we're gonna let them put in catastrophic policies. And I'm like, hold on. How do you get to go back to something that you didn't like in the very beginning? But yeah. see, they don't think people were paying attention. Well, most people probably were, but I was. Yeah. And I was like, wow, shame on you. Yeah. Because you had people who had policies they liked. Yeah, but and you now got, you're ruining them. And you're ruining it, but you got men who are mad because you got policies that said you have to have maternity care. I'd be mad too. You ain't never going to have a child. Oh, oh, maternity care is... You're Pregnancy. Not oh, okay. But yeah. They can't get... No, they can't. But, and, but the thing was, when the Affordable Care Act came out, it says there have to be 10 essential health benefits in order for it to become insurance. And it was in every plan. And maternity was one of those things. So even if you don't have a child. Hello? Even if you're single, that is. Even if you were past childbearing years, it still had to be in the policy. What is actually past childbearing years? Because I've seen people say, oh, well, 40 and above. And I'm it like, depends. Oh, okay. It depends on the person. It really can. Got it. Because, you know, yeah. you could think you passed childbearing years. Next thing you know, oh, oh oops. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Should have went to Walgreens. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've been married a long time. We thought we was done. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, Don't go there. <laughs> Not Lou, I'm sorry. <laughs> be like, oh, baby. Yeah. I know you're in your twenties, but you got to have a sister or a brother. <laughs> anyway, we will take a short break. We will be right back after a word from our sponsors. Moms and dads. Are you looking for Steam and STEM games, websites, and even clothing for your daughter? Is she showing you at a young age that she is not into dolls and fashion, but instead space, chemistry, dinosaurs, robots, and even art? I'm Erica Wagner of Science Her Way. My YouTube channel is a resource for minority girls interested in Steam and STEM. It contains product reviews, Steam and STEM games, and art. I need your help. I have a GoFundMe campaign to help me upgrade my equipment, take some online courses on 2D and 3D programs, market my shirt designs, and my books. Go to my campaign at www.gofundme.com slash scienceherway. Help me show girls all over the world that there are girls just like them who love Steven Stam and is a teenpreneur. Thank you for any donation, big or small. Once again, go to www.gofundme.com slash scienceherway. 
I'll see you in the next dimension. Hello! We're back. We're back. We're back. For the last time. So, we were talking about this off-air, and I was making the comments that people seem to be stuck on this whole idea that, you know, insurance is sort of the ultimate way. There's no, there's no other way to getting care. And whenever they're given an alternative, because it's not insurance, they just, they turn it down. Because it's like they don't, they don't know anything other than insurance. So let me tell you my take on that. And I feel that we've been so brainwashed yeah. from way back mm -hmm. that people are used to saying, they've accepted that that's the, that's the way to go. That's a social norm. They've accepted paying more and getting less. Yeah. They've accepted that frustration. So they're fighting to be frustrated in a broken system. And that's what doesn't make sense to me. Mm -hmm. So people will say, you know, just the example I gave you, they'll say, I can't afford health insurance, but I don't want to pay the penalty. So then you want to fight for something that you can't afford. Yeah. Because you keep going, I can't afford that, but I don't want to pay this. Yeah. So you can't have it both ways. You're either going to say, at the end of the day, it's like, how do you take care of your health when you can't afford health insurance? Because health insurance and health care are not the same thing. The media used those words simultaneously because people thought having health insurance meant you had health care. That's not what that is. Yeah. And so they're finding out, oh, I have this health insurance that doctors don't take. Yeah. So I can't get care. Well, yes, you can, just not at those places yeah. if you plan on using your insurance. Mm -hmm. And that's why I say, you know what? There are health fairs out there that are phenomenal. Yeah. They do a great job. And in most states, somebody's having a health fair every year. Sweet. I've had them listed on my on my website hmm. for the last two years. And so there's health fairs out there. Like you said, Nine News. Nine News has health fairs here, usually from April until about October. Okay. In various well, that's pretty cities. good. It is. That's a fair few you know, months. Well, it is. But see, initially it starts out in April. It's like in the, all the major ones, like a, a matter of about three days. But then they start going out to different parts of different states, different yeah. parts of Colorado. So that's what makes it extend out yeah. until October. Mm. And so, but they're free. Yeah. And then the thing is, if they have to do like blood tests or some of, some of the low, lower tests are low cost, is what I mean to say. Mm -hmm. But I've seen nothing over like $30. Yeah. I'm like, please, if you were using your insurance, it would cost you a lot more than that. And so people need to get out of boxing themselves in. To just insurance. Insurance is the only way I can do it. Yeah. Because if insurance was the only way that I could do it, you'd never have a GoFundMe campaign. Yeah. You'd never have you caring campaign campaign. All these crowdfunding sites all have a medical component. Yeah. And you better believe people are using them. And they're using them for what health insurance is not doing. Yeah. They've got insurance. It's not covering. Yeah. It's almost funny. It's like they're it's like they're fighting fighting to cause their own problem. Because if they if everyone would just pay the penalty, then the insurance companies wouldn't get any money. They have to change their policy so that people could afford it. But they're fighting they're causing their own problem by fighting for the broken system that for some reason they love so dearly. Well, because they always know there's going to be people who will go for the broken system. Because yeah. they, they're so comfortable at, I don't want to do anything beyond the norm. But yeah, but the problem is that the norm, the norm is messed up. That's it, because when you do the norm, you get the same results as people yeah. in the norm. And if you want a different result, then you need to do something different. Yeah, I get that some people don't like change, but in order yeah. for things to change, you need to take the actions to make that change take shape. Yes. You have to be the one in your community, in your household. To be the advocate to, for change. And do something different. Yeah. Exactly. Or you're never going to see anything different. Mm. So it starts within the individual family. Yeah. Because more than likely what's happening is there's probably, there's probably tons of people who listen to this and they all will know somebody who don't have insurance. Yeah. They'll know more than one. Yeah. They'll know a lot of people who don't have dental because they can't afford it. So then you say, okay, so what's the answer? What, you know, in a, a previous segment where we talked about 
here's some alternatives. Yeah. Then start researching out these alternatives mm -hmm. and say, okay, let me see what the result's going to be. And then be pleasantly surprised. I was yeah. quite happy with it. <laughs> I've been using it now for five years. Come on. Yeah. Because it saves money. But yeah. it also gives peace of mind. Mm -hmm. See, they, insurance usually says, oh, we give you peace of mind. <laughs> well, no, you don't when you rip yeah. a folk off. Yeah. That's not that's, peace of mind. That's not true. That's helping people get to bankruptcy. We just take money out of your wallet. Okay. Just open your wallet and let me take yeah. what I want. If, if peace is debt, then yes, total peace of mind. Mm -hmm. But peace is not debt. Yeah. You know, peace is abundancy. And it is. And it's so easy it, living. It's freedom. It's yeah. knowing that you have control. You're not being controlled. Yeah. Yeah. And having choices. Yeah. And for people listening on this podcast, it's going to be do I get that part for my project car or do I pay the premium? Oh, oh, I need that exhaust for my TBR, but I can't afford it. I can't afford it. I want to get that Triumph, but I can't afford it. I need, I need to do the premium. Oh, but that steering wheel would look so nice. That project car. Wow. Yeah. The problem is that a project car is never done. So. Well, and yeah. the, the thing about it too, though, is you really have to look at you know how the heck you how long have you, have you, have you, how many times have you gone to the doctor? Yeah. Because you know what's interesting is I talk to people all the time and one guy was like I haven't been to a doctor in eleven years. He's healthy. I thought you said once in eleven years. And no, in eleven years. Yeah. Yeah. Same yeah. thing. But it's like okay, so that and means what's the point of paying? For cost of insurance for 11 years. If you got rid of it 11 years ago, you would have given yourself a raise. Because 11 years ago. Nine times out of 10, whatever that thing was you went to the doctor for that one time, was you still paid. No, yeah. you still paid. Oh, uh, yeah. You still paid. Highly likely, yeah. You know, and it's like, wow. And then you have people who are into natural health. Mm -hmm. Well, traditional insurance doesn't cover things, they don't do natural paths and chiropractors and acupunctures. So you're paying for that out of pocket anyway. Yeah. Acupunctures is natural? Oh, yes. Huh. Insurance doesn't cover natural. And the food industry is trying to brainwash everyone into thinking vegan is bad. <laughs> yes. Sounds like I'm on the right side. <laughs> Fighting them corporate morons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you see the problem with this? No. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you see the bias? This, this isn't fair. This isn't a balance that we live in. Yeah. There's an imbalance that we live in. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, and you know how we talk about food is medicine. Yeah. When you're eating good, good tasting medicine, right. might I add. That's right. When you're eating the right foods and you're drinking enough of the water and different things, the food is medicine. Because I also have people who write me and say, "I changed my diet and then I, did, I noticed I didn't need this medication anymore." Hmm. Well, you know, what does that tell you? It's in the food. It's, it's the food, and it, you don't need to be medicated. Mm -hmm. Because you could go to your grocery store. Yeah. You don't, you don't have to go to your Walgreens or your PVA, PCS pharmacy. Yeah. Just go to your Whole Foods. Go to your food store. Go to the grocery store. Yeah. And buy the good stuff. Buy the good stuff. The actual good stuff. And enjoy eating. You know, yeah. not overeating, but enjoy that you're giving your body fuel. Yeah, good fuel. Good fuel. Is that that whole what the health documentary? Oh my gosh! I know. Still, let me tell you. Somebody just told me another one. Mm -hmm. and I think it's called Planathon or something like that. I have mm -hmm. to go watch it. But it's about plant based. Yeah. You know, and I cannot wait to see what it is. After watching what the hell, I'm like, okay, you know what I need to know. Yeah. It's funny because there's not a lot of black racing drivers. Mm -hmm. Not to be racial, but that's a fact. And what's even funny, as I'm becoming, I realize there's probably even less vegan racing drivers out there. Oh, yeah. And I only know of one, and his name is Andy Lally. Wow. He was on a Jalopnik video, and I was like, wow, a vegan racing driver. The only one in the world. I was like, <laughs> huh. nice. Because. If you were a vegan racing driver, especially if you're for Le Mans, you wouldn't need meat. You could just have the protein drinks and drink that all through the race and still be energized. You wouldn't have to, you know, have a driver swab 
eat a steak halfway through the race. Right. And apparently, you know, you have an ener- you get an energy boost because you're not having to meet in its speaking. So you could go longer right. in an endurance race. You could go for a longer stint because I think maybe, I don't know what the stint is, but let's say it'd be four hours per racer. Maybe you could go seven hours, six hours okay. without needing to stop. Because they, because uh, endurance racing, when you use the bathroom, you go while you're driving. You don't right. actually, you don't actually pit and stop. Right. But mm-hmm. yeah, I bet you anything you could go for a longer stand as long as you keep your focus there. Right. Uh, yeah. Wow. That. I, I'd have to wonder what benefits being a vegan race driver would have for Le Mans. That would be pretty interesting. That would be interesting for real. Yeah, and actually for F1 because F1 drivers have weight requirement. Okay. Yeah, I say because F1 cars are so light and. Every little thing affects the car that even if a driver's a little bit overweight, that could spoil the whole performance of the car. So they need to be at a healthy minimum. Okay. And I'd imagine that being vegan because you don't have meat in your body, you'd be lighter. Ergo, you'd be faster. You, the whole car would then be faster. Right, because you're lighter and the car's already lighter. Yeah, because mm-hmm. the, the car weight and then the driver weight yes. would be less because the driver weight's not as bad. That's right, so. that's right. Wow. Are yeah. you listening, F1? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to force vegan diets. <laughs> But it wouldn't be a bad idea to try and get other, get drivers to understand the benefits. I'd test it, though. Yeah. I'd give me a couple of people and test it between, you know. Probably go-karting, because F1 is the, the Gs, that the three three Gs to a turn. Mm-hmm. Just, that'd be painful. But, yeah, do go-karting in that. Drivers of similar skill, yeah. so that there's not too many discrepancies between the lap times and see what the weight is. I, I, yeah, that would yeah. be an Or get one driver or one person who wants to be vegan. That's right. And then have them go vegan and do the laps and right. see what happens. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Yep. But they have to be familiar with the track so that they wouldn't get more comfortable with it as time goes on and then go faster because that's another right. trick. So there's a lot that goes into that, but maybe a study could be done. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should do that study. Yes, Cody's, you should. Cody's car comes from Vegan Racer study. <laughs> yeah. That could be good. Yeah. I can't do it, unfortunately, because I'm already vegan now and I'm <laughs> used to that Bandamere track. Well, used to it. More used to it. So. Yeah, anything else you want to add about this whole thing that's probably going to continue on to next year? Next year's going to be... Some things are going to be funny, but I thought last year was the the year of celebrity deaths. Um, this year, just as bad. Just as bad. I mean, we have more pressing matters for this year, so it's probably not going to be known as celebrity deaths, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Nope, just that people need to be open-minded yeah open their eyes to the reality of their situation that's it because you know i know what the law says everybody has a health insurance but the reality is everybody will not and everybody's situation is different yeah. so health insurance is not one size fits all no and that's what people need to understand i don't think people at the top understand that <laughs> yeah. but everybody else who's trying to get it or not get it understands it's not one size fits all yeah. and that's when they need to do what's best for them and their household yeah do the research more constant research. Don't don't just find like a like a mir- miracle growth link that's supposed to fix all. Look for more options and then compare those options. Talk to people who know. So if they want to re- get a hold of me, yeah, they can send me an email at tassywagner at gmail dot com, mm-hmm. or they can go to my YouTube channel, mm-hmm. which is youtube.com slash own o w n your healthcare today. Okay, yeah. Thanks for ha- thanks for coming. Thank you. All right, I will see you guys next week. We're coming up to the 100th podcast. Got a surprise for you guys. I figured it out. I did figure it out. Anyway, later. You've just listened to Cody's Car Conundrum. Be sure to join us every Sunday. You can subscribe to Cody's YouTube channel at...
www.youtube.com slash C slash Viper for Life ACR. Be sure to get Cody's books on Amazon at www.amazon.com slash Cody dash Wagner slash E slash capital B zero one nine capital K capital X seven two capital Z eight. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Be sure to follow Cody here so you don't miss any episodes. Bye until next time.